Welcome to episode 287 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, biohacker and author of What Win Wine. Lose weight and feel great with paleo-style meals, intermittent fasting, and wine. And I'm here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and author of Intermittent Fasting Transformation, the 45-day program for women to lose stubborn weight, improve hormonal health, and slow aging. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and cynthiathurlow.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this show do not constitute medical advice or treatment, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. So, pour yourself a mug of black coffee, a cup of tea, or even a glass of wine, if it's that time, and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get my favorite electrolytes for free, plus special announcement, Element's new chocolate medley is here. So when you think electrolytes, you might think summer and hot times and needing to stay hydrated. But did you know that hydration is actually super important in cold weather as well? There's an idea out there that cold weather reduces our hydration needs. That's not true. So in the cold, two main things can actually increase our metabolic rate. You may be working harder, tramping through the snow, and you can be wearing cumbersome winter clothing that can actually raise your energy needs by 10 to 20%. And as your metabolic rate raises, your sweat rate raises, and you need to replace those fluids with electrolytes. You also lose more water when it's cold through your breath. That's because cold temperatures contain significantly less water than hot temperatures, AKA it's drier outside. When you breathe in that cold, dry air, your respiratory system actually acts like a humidifier so that your body can be warm and humid like it likes to be. Of course, that drains your hydration reserves as well. One study actually found that respiratory water loss after a full day of activity nearly doubled at freezing temperatures compared to the 70s. On top of that, when you're cold, you actually become less thirsty, possibly from blood vessel constrictions in the cold, which can trick the body into thinking the blood volume is higher than it is. In other words, it's cold out there. You probably need hydration and electrolytes are so key for all of these cellular processes in your body, all of your energy production. It all requires electrolytes, but it can be hard to find electrolytes, which are clean without unnecessary fillers and which you can feel good about drinking. That's why I love Element. There's a reason I'm obsessed with it. There's a reason all you guys are as well. And like I said, I'm so excited because Element's new chocolate medley is here featuring chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. And this is a limited time, so you definitely want to stock up on these now. Plus, you can get a free gift with purchase when you purchase that chocolate medley or other Element electrolytes. That's right, you can get a free sample pack, eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. You can get yours at drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. That's drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast. By the way, those chocolates in that chocolate medley make delicious hot chocolates. And of course, as always, Element has a no questions asked refund, so you have nothing to lose. So go to drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast to get your free electrolytes. 
One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumers, from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean, and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 287 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Cynthia Thurlow. Hey, Melanie, how are you? I am Good. Can I tell you the crazy hurricane story? Yes, please do. Oh my goodness. So at the time of this recording, Hurricane Ian just happened a few days ago. And my family has a condo in Sanibel Island where it actually, it basically landed in Fort Myers, Sanibel, Lee County, like right in that area. And they didn't know it was going to land there until 
I mean, the county didn't do a mandatory evacuation until 24 hours before because they thought it was going to hit Tampa. Were you following it, the hurricane? I know you're crazy traveling. Yes, I've been following it because I was, you know, initially concerned, obviously, about all my friends impacted in Florida, but I was also concerned I might not make it back from the West Coast. So we had a very, very turbulent last 30 minutes of my flight on Friday. Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. As soon as we got on the plane, we the two pilots were former Air Force pilots that had transitioned to the civilian sector. And I jokingly said to the person sitting next to me, I was like, I feel complete confidence because they have dealt with far worse than, you know, the the impact of Ian coming up the coast. So lots of turbulence, more than I've had in a long time. But we safely landed and I'm grateful to have gotten home on Friday. Random quick side note about planes. When I flew to Austin on the way back, after we landed, they told us that basically they were like, congratulations, we were actually testing autopilot to land and it was a success. And like, they tried to phrase it like it was like, a like, congrats. And, and everybody on the plane was like, um, <laughs> is that a good thing? I told my family that they're like, we have never, have you experienced that on a plane? <laughs> After the fact, they tell you that? Well, I think there are probably a lot of things just like when I worked in healthcare that go on that you have no idea is going on behind the scenes. And then you just blissfully and naively get off the plane and you're like, all is good. Just like when I was... So in the past week, I've been up and back to New York and then across the country to LA and back. And one of the legs of my flight, I think it was Denver to LA, there was some type of quote unquote dent in the side of the airplane And so we had a 90-minute ground delay while maintenance determined if it was, quote-unquote, safe to fly. So so it was one of those things where I was like, dang, I don't want to not fly today, but obviously safety is of the utmost importance. And so we ended up flying without any issues. But it was funny how they were talking about this dent. And I'm thinking, is it a big dent, a little dent? They didn't identify how large or small it was, but I'm grateful someone was paying attention. Wow. I remember my my piano teacher growing up, she said... (laughs) She said one time on her flight, they were flying and then they they didn't land. They were just circling and they told them it was because they knew something had fallen off the plane, but they weren't sure what it was. (laughs) So then they found out later it was a hubcap to the wheel. So it was fine. But can you imagine? No, I can't. I, I mean, sometimes again, it goes back to that, like being somewhat blissfully naive to the interworkings of aviation is probably to my benefit because... I think both of us are probably very similar. Like I'm such a critical thinker. I'd be like, well, what kind of impact would that make? Would that impact, you know, drag on the plane? You know, what would go on? And I made the mistake of watching, don't anyone, anyone that's listening, don't watch the documentary about Boeing. I think, wait, wait, wait. Is that the one where the pilot got sucked out the window? No, this was about how Boeing was bought out and their safety and maintenance kind of strategies changed enormously when they were bought out. And then there were two major airline disasters. And I was saying to my husband, I was like, why did I, because I tend to be a documentary nerd anyway. And I was like, oh, I started to watch it. And then I was like, I probably should not be watching this on a plane at the same time. Probably not a good idea. But yeah, it wasn't about anyone getting sucked out. But there were like two major crashes in the late, like 2018, 2019, that were related to Boeing not wanting to properly train the pilots in this system that was helping the plane like stay kind of equal. Again, I'm not a I'm not a pilot, so I'm probably not explaining this properly, but there were some technical things that had changed about the newer planes that Boeing did not disclose. Wow. 
the pilot sucked out one scarred me for life. The the window broke. Literally, the pilot got sucked out the window. I don't even know that the details. I'd have to rewatch it. It was some United flight. But then the crazy thing is they landed the plane because of the oxygen levels dropping from the window. It made the pilots be the level of being drunk. They landed the plane successfully and the pilot survived. They'd been holding on to him and he was like outside the window. I scarred me for life. Those are some good friends. I know. So in any case, a hurricane. So my mom had decided to stay on the island. My sister had evacuated and... The night before it hit, when we all realized it was going to hit the island, she was wanting to drive back after all, mostly because she was worried about the car, my dad's car getting ruined in the garage. And we all convinced her to stay because we didn't want her to leave and get stuck driving in the middle of the hurricane. So I don't, in retrospect, maybe she should have left because maybe she would have gotten far enough away. In any case, the hurricane hit. It hit Sanibel. Actually, I bet a lot of listeners have been to Sanibel because I've been posting about this and I've been getting so many DMs of people who have been to Sanibel or knew about it. It's this beautiful, well, it was this beautiful, gorgeous island, like 14 miles long, one mile wide, really nice restaurants and no street lights and like an old town feel, but like really nice. And so in any case, that's where the hurricane hit. And my mom said the water, so she was on the third story of the condo. She said the water went up past the garage up to the first story of the condo. So we think it was probably about 18 feet high, the water. She said she thought she was going to die. This is so sad. She said she was in the closet because she had my our puppy and my sister's cat. And she said that she thought she was going to die and she was writing us all letters. And she put out a lot of food for the the pets, hoping they would survive. It's so sad. And so then... So that was that night. And then we weren't really hearing from her because the cell signal was so spotty. And then the causeway to Sanibel, it broke. It, it, it like It's like gone, half of it. The island it got shut off from the mainland, um, covered in water. We weren't really able to get in touch with her. Most of the boats in Florida are all like wrecked. Like all the ones that were basically, you know, on, not, not in Florida, but in like Fort Myers in that area. And on top of that, you couldn't even barely get down there. So we were trying to find like a rescue mission (sighs) literally all day. It was like the craziest day of my life. So I'm friends with Kirk Parsley. I've had him on the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast. He's a sleep doctor and a Navy SEAL. So he connected us to this group of like military and SEALs that help people with rescue type missions. Like you can hire them a la carte to like help you with things. And they were so nice. The woman in charge, Stacy, shout out to Stacy. She found us this guy, Captain Dave in Fort Myers, who had a pontoon boat. And so the few times we were able to like vaguely get a text through to my mom, which on top of that, oh, this is a this is like a good lesson for people. This might help somebody. If you're in like a situation where you don't have good cell service, like this situation. If you have your phone set on iMessage, then you'll have a lot of issues getting through text because it'll like wait for iMessage to be online. So basically my mom could only text my aunt because she has Android and she wasn't realizing it was her phone settings. So we were having to like text her through my aunt and we were trying to like communicate with her to like that she had to be on the beach the next morning at 8 a.m. and like wave a signal. Like we didn't know if she was going to be on the beach. Like it was literally the craziest thing. And then Captain Dave on his pontoon boat <laughs> the next day went across the ocean to Sanibel and with two other guys and picked up my mom and three neighbors 
and rescued them. And my sister and brother had driven down the day before. So they picked her up and it's just, it's just insane. And like, it's so crazy to see pictures of the island and it's so weird because my whole childhood was basically there and to know that it's all just gone. It's like very, very weird feeling. So I'm so grateful. Last I checked, I think, I don't know what the death count is at, but I think it's in the sixties, not just Annabelle, but the whole area where it hit. So my heart goes out to everybody and it's just a crazy experience. So I had to share that. Oh, I'm so glad that your mom was able to be rescued along with some of her neighbors. I have a lot of friends in the Naples area and the photos. Yes, that's where it hit too. You know, the photos. I mean, I have friends that left Northern Virginia and were building houses down there and they lost everything. Like they lost their cars, they lost their homes. The photos are just really, really heartbreaking. And the irony is one of my Hopkins nurse friends lives down there and she her house was okay. But another friend of mine that I've known for, gosh, like 15 years, I was able to connect both of them. And I just think for all of us that are so fortunate that we're not adversely impacted by these storms that you know we owe it to ourselves as community members to try to find ways to help and donate. If you can't donate, you know, money, donate time or you know, working with local organizations, because I, you know, all of us probably know people that have been impacted. You know, my mentor and the head of my mastermind I'm in, I mean, she actually had to evacuate and I've been at her home and- Where is she? Tampa. So a lot of people just picked up and took their pets and and left because they had to, they were so close to the water or live on the water and gosh, you know, there's so many people impacted, but you know, in, in terms of your mom's story, of course, it sounds like a, an incredible, this This is where networking and podcasting is so helpful. So I'm glad that Kirk was able to get you connected to individuals that could, you know, get her to a safe place and, and neighbors as well. And pets, can't forget the pets. I'm so grateful. And yeah, that's the other thing that I forgot. So in the condo, we had hurricane shutters so they actually stayed intact. So actually the inside of our condo is okay, but like almost every single unit, the shutters blew in. And it's a situation where like basically the whole wall facing the ocean is wind, you know, window shutters. So all the other condo units, they blew in. So I can't even imagine if that had happened. But my mom said the whole, like, like I said, she thought she was going to die because the whole building was shaking. So Super grateful. I, I just, I know from all the DMs I got that a lot of people had situations where they had friends or they, you know, weren't hearing from people. And I know when we air this, it will have been a while ago. I'm so glad that, that she's safe. I know we were texting over the weekend and I was kind of crossing my fingers and grateful to know that there was a happy ending. Yes, indeed. So anything you'd like to share before you jump in? I know you've been crazy with travels. Yeah, I've had some really cool professional things. I was able to speak at an event at Lincoln Center. And having grown up in New Jersey, Lincoln Center is a really special part of Manhattan. And then I flew out to the West Coast earlier this past week and was on two of the biggest podcasts that are out there, not just in the health and wellness space, but two of the big ones. And that was such a surreal experience. And they were both incredibly humble, warm, made me feel incredibly welcome. I left, you know, hugging both of them and really just feel incredibly grateful. Just such a cool experience. And then I got to see, I have a cousin who works at USC, so I got to see him and then some other friends for dinner the last night I was there. But yeah, it was like a whirlwind week between New York and LA, like literally was home for a day and then flew back out again. I can't wait to personally hear more about it. I know you literally texted me about it the day her operation 
what my siblings and I are calling Operation Delta Alpha, which stands for a name we've given my mom for her decision to stay on the island. You were texting me all during all during that, so I didn't really get to like absorb it. So I can't wait to hear more later about the actual experience because I'm really excited and happy for you. It's awesome. Yeah, it's and here's the thing: like for anyone that's listening, I think vision boarding is really important because the process of manifestation without going down a gigantic rabbit hole is just such a cool thing because one of these people was on my vision board from five years ago when I was finished recording with him and I was leaving and he and his team were wonderful. And I just said, I have to let you know, you've been on my vision board for five years and I knew one day I would meet you. And this is just such an incredible, incredible experience. I'm so very grateful and appreciative, you know, that I walked outside and flagged down an Uber and went back to my hotel. So yeah, it was really cool. Really, really cool. I just like one comment I love, because especially when you have a career kind of like us where it's very nebulous because it's all like creative and like creating your own path and there's not milestones per se. So it's really nice to have those moments, you know, things that were milestones, like personal milestones. That's amazing. Have you had him on your show? No, I will have Sean Stevenson on my show in November and... Lewis, I think Lewis is not doing a ton of press right now. He's got a book coming out in 2023, but no, I've not had him on. He's he, That would be like a gigantic unicorn guest. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. For context, Lewis House is who I'm talking about, but he could not have been more gracious and just, how can I help you? Very heart-centered and very genuine. He's done the work. You can tell it. And yeah, I sit back and complete. Like I'm just feeling very, 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 there's no other way to describe it. And I'm a pretty articulate person just sitting in complete gratitude. Like there's not a lot wrong in the world right now for me. It's amazing. Well, I have two quick announcements before we jump in. Speaking of pets, I will talk more about this next week, but there's a new company called Yummers that I am obsessed with. They make, if you listen to my episode that I aired with Dr. Karen Becker, which is one of my favorite episodes to date on the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast, you will really truly realize the importance of what we feed our pets. And so Yummers makes amazing toppings for your pets that are completely like everything I would design there. No problematic additives, just healthy, just the good stuff. And the founder is a personal friend. And so I just wanted to share it with you guys. And by the way, I was talking about our cat and dog that survived the hurricane. They love yummers. So I do have a link. So you can actually get 10% off site-wide with the code Melanie Avalon. That's at yummerspets.com, Y-U-M-M-E-R-S-P-E-T-S.com. I'm going to talk about it more at length probably next episode. And then second announcement before we jump in, there is a summit coming up called How She Grew. It's being hosted by like five different influencers, but one of them is my dear, dear friend, Noelle Tarr, who co-hosts the Well-Fed Women podcast. Noelle is one of my bestest friends. And I've been listening to Well-Fed Women, which used to be called the Paleo Women podcast literally since it started like years ago. It's one of my favorite shows and I still listen to it every week. And Noelle created How She Grew. So the purpose of it is for women who really want to learn about creating their own business and, you know, just doing something <laughs> like themselves that's sort of out of... Actually, I don't even know if it, it might be traditional jobs as well, but basically they just interview a lot of 
really successful women. I'm doing an episode. Cynthia might be, we're not sure. We were talking before this, but in any case, I think it'll be super, super valuable. So there is a pre-launch discount. So I'm going to make a redirect. If you go to melanieavalon.com slash how she grew, and then we don't know if Cynthia is doing it. We'll put in your redirect. It might not be there. <laughs> Would it be like CynthiaThurlow.com slash how she grew? Probably. Okay. So you can try that too. <laughs> but in any case, I think they're going to have the basic one where you can get just the interviews. And I think it's going to be around $199. And then before November 1st for premium access, which will include the videos, a lot of bonuses, a Facebook group, a lot of cool stuff. That'll be $227. And then it goes up in price after November 1st. So snag it now. You can use those two links that we just gave. I think it, I really do think it'll be really valuable. I had a really great conversation with Noelle. Our sort of focused on podcasting and like influencer stuff, but yes. Shall we jump into fasting stuff? Absolutely. We've got some feedback and it says, thank you, Melanie and Cynthia. I was so surprised to hear my name and question yesterday on the podcast. I really appreciate your in-depth answers and we'll be re-listening to make sure I got it all. We had house guests last weekend and I ate breakfast to be convivial and was starving the rest of the day. I really prefer skipping breakfast and I'm happy to know that I'm not damaging my health by doing so. Thanks for all you do. Fondly, Knowles. Knowles, we're so glad that you submitted a question and we're even more appreciative to know that you found so much value in our responses. Yeah. And one thing I just like about hearing this back from Knowles is, so obviously her issue or her question had to do with really feeling like she had to eat breakfast and then that that did not suit her life. It made her more hungry. It's so interesting to me that people, because I know I'm this way personally, I struggle with autonomy and like, like I need somebody to tell me that it's okay. Like this is probably a character trait that I should work on with my therapist, but I find it so interesting that people need to know, like with, especially with intermittent fasting, it's like, they just need somebody to tell them that the decision that they intuitively know is okay and right is okay and right. So I, I do want to empower people to feel like they can, you know, what they're doing is okay. But I, I like that we can not provide that service, but that we can help out in that aspect to reassure people that they should listen to their bodies and do what feels right. And if they want to skip breakfast, even in a social situation, that is okay. Exactly. And I think the other piece of it is more often than not, when people are uncomfortable with the decisions that we make for our own betterment or our own self-improvement, it's really a mirror of their own issues and not your own. So if people are bothered by the fact that you fast or you don't eat breakfast, feel comfortable and confident that you are doing what is aligned and most in step with supporting you and your body. And don't feel like you have to over-explain yourself. That's the other thing. And I don't know if it's life stage of where I am, but I'm definitely at a stage where I no longer feel like I have to explain myself. I try to just be respectful and, you know, respond to people's questions or concerns. But by the same token, one of the things that I think we as a group of clinicians have have not talked to our patients enough about or consistently is the value and the power of N of one, meaning you as an individual and ex- doing a degree of experimentation to find what works best for you, your lifestyle, et cetera. Exactly. I love that. All right. Shall we jump into some questions? 
Absolutely. So to start things off, we have a question from Sandra and the subject is, please help me. And Sandra says, hello, beautiful ladies. First of all, thank you so much for the amazing work you do with this podcast. I absolutely love it. Love the chit chat, the tangents, the honesty, and your personalities. I'm 29 and according to my blood work, perfectly healthy. And yet I have all the symptoms of someone with hypothyroidism. I started IF exactly a year ago on March 14th, 2019 and had great results, not only on weight loss, but also in my general well-being until this February. In the past one month and a half, I've gained the 25 pounds I had lost. I'm 5'1 and I'm weighing 135 pounds. I know the number on the balance isn't everything, but my pants don't fit me anymore and I feel extremely bloated, heavy, tired, and sluggish. I'm also presenting symptoms of IBS, bloating, abdominal pain, and constipation. I'm a Mexican student living and working in California. I've been to see several doctors, including naturopaths, and no one seems to know what's wrong with me. All my tests come back normal, but I feel so awful it's hard to function. I really don't know what to do and would love some guidance, advice, and help. Thank you so much. Love, Sandra. Oh, Sandra, goodness. There is clearly something going on if you have gained 25 pounds in a short amount of time. You know, I think more so than anything, the fact that you sound, you know, from what you've described, these sound like classic symptoms of potentially an underactive thyroid. I think that you need to find an integrative medicine or functional medicine doctor, MD, nurse practitioner, PA in your area. You know, when people say everything's normal, that to me sounds very aligned with an allopathic perspective. And so the reason why I'm encouraging you to not settle with people telling you what you're, what's going on is normal, it is not normal because there's some degree of metabolic imbalance that's going on that has precipitated you feeling so poorly. And it could be any number of things, which is far beyond the context of this podcast. And that's why I think if you go to, and I have no affiliation with IFM, but www.ifm.org, you can put in your zip code or your part of California that you live in, and you can find providers in your area that have special testing to look beyond just the traditional labs. And labs that are covered by insurance, but, you know, looking at a full thyroid panel, looking at an iron panel, you know, looking to see what else might be going, looking at your sex hormones, your blood count, your chemistry panels, really diving into what's going on, probably doing some potential stool testing, food sensitivity testing, et cetera. But I would not settle for someone telling you that everything is normal if you feel that poorly. And to me, it's almost the analogy of peeling an onion. There's probably multiple layers of things that could potentially be contributing to one another, but you need an absolutely thorough diagnostic evaluation. Again, IFM, no affiliation with them, but that's generally where I send people that live in parts of the country where perhaps I don't know have a personal recommendation in their area, but there is absolutely a provider that can help you. With my super busy schedule and how I'm always on the go, I don't have a ton of time to do the things I want to do, like reading, and that's why I love Audible. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. Recent favorite is Jennifer Wirth's Call the Midwife. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. All Audible members get access to a growing selection of audiobooks, 
Audible Originals, and podcasts that are included with membership. You can listen to all you want and more get added every month. My personal favorite way to enjoy Audible is while driving in my car and also while at the gym. Let Audible help you discover new ways to laugh, be inspired, or be entertained. New members can try it for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash ifpodcast or text ifpodcast to 500-500. That's audible.com slash ifpodcast or text ifpodcast to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash ifpodcast. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's an amazing resource. And I really empathize with you, Sandra, because it's so common and it's so confusing. And I've been there and often have existed there, which is just not knowing and not being able to find somebody who can help you and just, you know, not knowing what the source is. And I remember for me, especially when I was like at the really, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this, Cynthia, when I was at my really like low point with my energy levels and everything I was experiencing and before I knew exactly what was going on. I remember on the one hand thinking like, I should be able to just intuitively figure this out. Maybe if I just like listen to my body, I should be able to like eat the foods that nourish me and I should be able to sleep and I should be able to rest and I should be able to, you know, get better. But looking back, it's like, I actually don't, I don't know that I could have like intuitively lived my way out of my situation because for me, it ended up being like severe anemia to the point of hospitalization and it ended up being mercury toxicity thyroid issues all along the way. And I guess I just say that to say the importance of finding a practitioner who will test and find the things that are happening. I've been, does that question make sense? I've been haunted by this question for so long, like feeling like you should be able to just intuitively, you know, get better versus needing to test and work with somebody. I'm probably not the best person to ask that of because, because I, I come from a clinical background and to me, as she's describing what's happening, I'm thinking, you know, a really thorough medical history is important. And then you need testing to back up what you're already thinking. And so I I think for anyone that's listening, like even people like myself with as much knowledge as I've had, I definitely have had periods where I've had to humbly surrender and let a practitioner figure it out for me. Like, intuitive to a point. But then I think we also get to a point where we start second guessing ourselves. I'll give you a good example. I've had hypothyroidism for about six years and was doing pretty well till about two years ago when my nature thyroid was taken off the market. And like many people that are probably listening, they've probably been on a series of different medications. And so now I I truly believe I'm working with probably one of the smartest physicians I've ever met in my entire life. And I don't just say that because I know him personally as well as professionally. And I'm on compounded medication now. And he is checking my thyroid levels every two weeks. And he's told me, he said, you have one of the most interesting thyroid panel results I've ever seen. And I was like, I don't necessarily want to have the most interesting thyroid panel you've ever seen. But I do feel like sometimes we have to wait to work with the people that are going to be able to get us to the next level. And so part of why I'm saying this in the context of answering Sandra's question is really understanding that the right practitioner is out there. And it sounds like she's taking account of all the things she's experiencing and now just needs the right practitioner to help her figure it all out. Like really looking at that relationship as a partnership 
so that they can work together. Because how many people listening, irrespective of what age they are, are being told exactly these things? You have all these constellation of symptoms, you feel terrible, and you're being told everything is normal, and it's not normal, right? And so part of this is empowerment, and part of this is getting connected to the right people, right? So glad you mentioned that about your experience with the hypothyroidism, especially... I know I've mentioned my journey and especially the doctor I'm working with now that I, I started working with because I actually found her under my insurance up front. She seemed like she actually tested all the things, you know, like, like TSH, free T3, reverse T3, like everything. And she seemed to really understand. But as we progress, the decisions she's making based on my thyroid medication are, they just don't, they don't make sense. They don't make sense. And she also, like you're mentioning your practitioner tests every two weeks. She's like, well, we'll test like in three or four or five months. I'm like, I don't know after changing your dose if we should wait that long. So all of that to say what Cynthia said at the very beginning, answering Sandra's question, which I'm not being a good example of right now, but the importance of finding somebody who really understands who can work with you. I do want to provide a resource actually that might be helpful for Sandra and other listeners. I just interviewed last week, I brought back Doc Cause. His first book was called Unfunk Your Gut and people loved it. And he has a new book called Get the Funk Out. Funk is spelled F-U-N-C. It's like a play on functional medicine. That book is very comprehensive and covers basically the seven hormones that he thinks are related to health, like fatigue and issues. So thyroid related hormones, you know, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol, all these things. But he it's very, very helpful and eye-opening. And he actually lists all of the tests that he likes specifically. And I think it's just a valuable resource or if you do find a practitioner to work with, especially if it is like a conventional doctor under your insurance, it's empowering because you can actually have a list of things that your doctor might be opening to test. So I'll put a link in the show notes. Actually, by the time this airs, because that book is coming out pretty soon. Yeah, because this comes out, this episode comes out the 17th. It'll be coming out next week. So I will put links to that in the show notes. Okay, shall we go on to our next question? Absolutely. This is from Tracy. Subject is gum. Hi, ladies. I'm thankful for your guys' podcast. And I think I've converted at least a dozen people since I started back in October. One being my husband, who has blown me out of the water with opening his window around 5 or 6 p.m. and closing it four to five hours later. He looks great and has lost all his pregnancy sympathy weight. He calls it haha. And then my mom, who is down 30 to 40 pounds in the last four to five months or so with an average 12 to 6 window. I am a hairstylist and I am constantly in people's faces. I start work around 1 or 2 p.m. a couple days a week and much earlier on Saturdays. I prefer to chew gum throughout the day to make sure I'm not breathing bad breath at my clients. I brush my teeth often, but I just can't handle the thought of not having a piece of gum in my mouth while I'm talking away. I have tried the wow drops and peppermint essential oil, but it is just not the same. And at times I'm working without any breaks for hours at a time. Would it be beneficial at all if I chewed gum a couple of hours before opening my window while working, or would it just be the same as having cream in my coffee at the same time? I love to advocate the clean fast. I have kept 20 pounds off back to pre-baby weight thanks to intermittent fasting and working out three to four days a week as of having a baby in late June, but would like to continue to keep losing maybe another 10 to 15 pounds. I've been staying around the same size 
For a few months now, I know I lose weight when I can fast for longer periods of time consistently, but I'm struggling with workday fasting. I used to start work later in the day, so this was not an issue. I find myself opening my window with food earlier on work days and leaving it open way past the eight hours just so I can chew gum and eat after my day is over with my husband. I could care less about chewing gum when I'm not at work and closing my window early in the evening just doesn't work for me. My perfect scenario would be a 19.5 opening my window on 3 or 4 p.m. Thank you and sorry if this is a no-brainer. I just wanted to know your guys' thoughts and if you had other ideas on how to work around this. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tracy, for your question. So I'm just reading it. Cynthia, are you reading this as the gum is triggering her hunger, making her want to open her window earlier to eat? Is that how you're reading this? I think I could read it from two angles, that or that she wants to chew gum because the the purpose of the gum is to keep her breath smelling fresh for her customers and her clients. And we could unpack that a couple different ways. Yeah. Because she says, I find myself opening my window with food earlier on work days and leaving it open way past the eight hours just so I can chew gum and eat after my day is over. So what I'm not understanding is, is she opening the window with food Wait, so she can chew the gum or is she chewing the gum, which makes her hungry, which makes her open the window with food? I think it's more the latter. That's my assumption. Okay. So in any case, I guess regardless of the details, the gum situation is making her open her window earlier for whatever reason. So Tracy, I as well have a slight borderline obsession with clean breath. And there's a reason because of this. I think I've shared this story on the podcast before. I don't know. I think I have. So like in call, was it in call? No, it was like right after graduating, I went on a date with a man and I had gone through like a garlic phase. Like I had just discovered garlic and I didn't realize how intense garlic was. And this was like a first date with this guy. And it was like kind of blind. Like I think he hit on me in Costco and like asked me out. I don't know, but we had mutual friends. So I went out <laughs> on one date. And then at the end, he tried to kiss me. And I don't, in case boys are wondering, I don't, I'm not going to kiss you on the first date. So I refused that kiss. And then he made a comment about how I had had garlic earlier. And then he said, but I should be flattered that he still wanted to kiss me, even though of the garlic. In any case, that was a little bit traumatic for me. And ever since then, I have been like, uber obsessed with fresh breath. Like it's a problem. And it's the reason that I um, started using that peppermint oil spray that she talks about, which we've kind of started like a fandom with on this show. We'll put links to it in the show notes and it's on I have podcast slash stuff we like. And I realized Tracy said it doesn't really work for her, but it's a game changer for me. It's I basically just put a few drops of organic food grade peppermint essential oil and water in these adorable little glass bottles that they have on Amazon. And I keep those in my purse. And those really work for me. They're way more potent than chewing gum and they just like clear out my whole head. All of that to say, Tracy, I know you think gum is the only answer to the bad breath situation, but I would challenge you that gum is not the only answer. Like there are other answers here. So one has actually nothing to do with the actual freshening of the breath. What you're eating and the timing of it and how you're digesting can have a huge effect on your breath. And also like, I, I mean, 
obviously the garlic is an example of something that stays with you, but there are things that you eat that because of those compound, like sulfur compounds and things like that will have a lasting effect on your breath the next day. So I personally know that based on what I'm eating, it can affect how my breath smells. Something that might be really, really helpful. I recently aired an episode with a company called Bristle. They are incredible. So they test your oral microbiome, which nobody is testing the oral microbiome. Like I'm becoming obsessed with this company because I had thought for a long time that the oral microbiome was a big deal and nobody was talking about it. And I'm pretty, (laughs) the more I learn about it through Bristle, the more I'm realizing that was the case. I aired an episode with Danny Granick, who is one of the founders. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. It is the most eye-opening conversation ever about the oral microbiome. If you do bristle, they'll test your your oral microbiome. And then it's all science-based and they make personalized recommendations based on your gut bacteria. You basically get a list of results and it will show how your personal gut bacteria correlates to things like cavities and gum disease and haliotosis, which is bad breath. And then it provides personalized recommendations, not for products made by them, just ingredients that can address that. So I would get that and I would follow the recommendations for the halitosis because there might be some products that can work for you. And I know the products, I know there can be a lot of debate about the toxicity of mouthwashes and things like that, but I think it's a very complicated situation. And I think especially if you listen to my episode with Danny, you'll realize how there are multiple approaches to this, like food, diet, also products may work. Like I know, for example, I actually really like TheraBreath, the one that is unflavored and doesn't have like any, it doesn't have any sweeteners or anything in it, but it has an ingredient in it that specifically like, this is such a casual way of describing it, like deactivates the sulfur producing bacteria. I think I'm probably not correctly communicating what it does, but in any case, it has a lasting effect that really for me lasts all day. So that might be something to try. So all of that said, I would get bristle. Oh, if you would like a discount, if you'd like a discount, you can go to melanieavalon.com slash bristle, B-R-I-S-T-L-E, and the coupon code melanieavalon will get you a discount. It'll actually, I had to ask them for this. It will actually get you a discount on their subscriptions as well, which those are already discounted. So that's actually a really good route to go, especially if you think you're going to be retesting. So I would do that. I would reconsider that maybe you don't have to be chewing gum. I know you said you don't like the peppermint spray. Maybe if you just reevaluate and try it again. I know she she said she doesn't like it. I just think there are other options than chewing gum. As far as if the gum actually breaks the fast, I mean, there's a lot of ingredients in different gums. A lot of them can be sweet. And just the chewing process, I don't know that our brains know that when we're chewing gum, that it's not food. Like it's it's a very food stimulating process. So it's definitely sending mixed signals to our body. So I'm not a fan of chewing gum during the fast and you're experiencing the effects of that. You're saying it makes you more hungry. So I would just reframe if maybe there, you can try some other options. Oh, I also really like oil pulling every morning. Cynthia, that was long. Yeah, no, that was a very comprehensive response. I would just echo that I understand that desire to have clean breath. I am not a coffee drinker. And so when I used to round on patients in the hospital, I would actually chew gum, but like discreetly chew gum. Like no one knew I was chewing gum because I, one of my biggest pet peeves are when people chew gum in a noticeable way, which I know is not the question, but 
I always tuck gum up up into my gum. And so I would chew it in between seeing patients. And during the pandemic, I stopped chewing gum because obviously I was home and there was no need to do it. And I realized I actually didn't enjoy chewing gum. I just felt like this compulsion. It became a compulsion when I was in the car or when I was seeing patients. And so what that has demonstrated for me and, and why I think this is relevant to Tracy is that what I really need to do is be hydrating more because when you're when your mouth is hydrated with, you know, like water, that breath concern is not a concern because sometimes dehydration will mitigate the feeling of having, you know, poor smelling breath. And and the other thing is a lot of people drink copious amounts of coffee. And so that can give them that kind of stale, that stale appearance. But the other thing that I would kind of loop into what Melanie said is Trina Felber is an advanced practice nurse and she has a company called Primal Life Organics. And so I talk very openly about, I've learned a lot about mouth care and the, and the mouth microbiome. And so I do tongue scraping every morning. I use her clean dental products, which don't disrupt the mouth microbiome. And we'll link up that podcast I did with her as well as a discount to Primal Life Organics. But I really do think looking closely at what you're eating, what you're drinking, and then also oral microbiome care can be hugely impactful. And I think for a lot of people, it's really just a habit. I do think that when you're chewing gum, your body thinks you're going to be eating food, that you're actually going to swallow food. And so do you get a cephalic phase insulin response? Potentially. Most of the gums that last a long time in terms of flavor have artificial flavors in them. They've got sucralose. They've got, you know, a lot of junky things. And and let's be clear, like the gums that are clean don't last very long. And that's from personal experience, I can tell you. So you definitely want to try to mitigate the net impact of some of those foods as much as you can. And does it mean that you'll go from chewing gum all day long to not chewing gum? Probably not, but maybe integrating some of these other thoughts. And I do like Melanie's suggestion to rethink you know, whether it's you're chewing on a fennel seed or you're trying the wow drops or using some essential oils or you're drinking more water, those actually have some health benefits versus gum, unfortunately, has a lot of things about it that, you know, probably are are not ideal to be doing all the time. And it sounds like it's actually making you hungrier, which makes sense that your body thinks food is coming. The other thing that I just have to loop in here is that you're obviously a young woman, still probably at peak childbearing age. So, you know, fasting for your menstrual cycle is really important. So you may find that you struggle more on days when you're closer to getting your period. And and you really want to know that there are times in your cycle where it's ideally uh, optimized to fast, you know, from the day you start bleeding up until ovulation. And then as you're getting closer to your menstrual cycle, the last five to seven days, you may want to back off on the fasting a little bit. And certainly it sounds like you've got a very tight window, a very narrow window. And the last piece that I'll kind of add in here is just making sure you're eating enough food. You were saying you're still trying to lose more weight and your body may think that you're not eating enough food if you're not able to get two good sized meals into a pretty tight window. So those are my thoughts. I hope that's helpful. That was so helpful. You exactly articulated what I was trying to articulate, but you were much better because you had the personal experience, which was like you were talking about how you really thought you needed it. And then you realized it was a habit. You know, it wasn't really about the gum per se, because it's interesting. Like Tracy was saying that the wild jobs and the peppermint essential oil aren't the same. If the goal is addressing the clean breath, the drops in the peppermint essential oil, they're going to have a very similar effect. So 
it not being the same is probably that habitual aspect of wanting to chew the gum like Cynthia was experiencing. That was very powerful. Also, I forgot, do you do tongue scraping, Cynthia? I do. I do every day. I actually, it's become part of my morning ritual that my husband thinks is really funny. And I'm like, oh, but like, look at all this stuff you pull off your tongue. <laughs> it's game changer for me. Mm-hmm. That's great for breath and everything else. Like I, I, I remember feeling paranoid when I was rounding if I didn't have a mint or gum. And it was because I had been conditioned. I probably walked around dehydrated all day long because I didn't want to have to pee, God forbid. You know, when your mouth is, if you're dehydrated, I mean, you can get kind of funky breath just from that. So in many ways, I think the freedom of not chewing gum anymore is that I don't feel that way. It's like, oh, I'm I'm feeling like my breath is getting funky. I'm going to go drink some water. And then inevitably, I feel like, you know, between that and tongue scraping and changing my dental products has really made a big impact in a positive way. Hi, friends. I'm about to tell you how to get an exclusive discount on one of my favorite products for truly upgrading your health on a cellular level. So the new year is upon us, and it's often a time where people are really trying to instill new habits and really upgrade their health. There's something I have been using for years, not just at the new year, Literally every single day of my life, I am not making that up. Even when I travel, I have a way to address it then, which I will tell you about. And it's something that is so easy and feels amazing. That is red light and near-infrared therapy. Okay, so friends, you could go somewhere and pay a lot of money to do red light near-infrared therapy sessions, or you could just bring it to your home and use it every single day. That's what I do. I've been using Juve red and near-infrared light therapy devices for so long. There are so many clinically proven benefits of red light therapy. That includes improving your skin. Yes, you really will notice it. Faster muscle recovery, reduced pain and inflammation, enhanced sleep, and so much more. I use it in the morning and evening as ambient light because it actually mimics the setting and rising sun. And then I sort of run it throughout the day as well to help combat all of the blue light that we're exposed to, which can have a negative effect on our health. Whenever I have muscle pain, I shine Juve on the muscle. For me, it has made the pain go away instantly. And then for chronic pain, when I do continued sessions, it's made it dissipate. One of my good friends who is a doctor uses these devices on his, shall we say, manhood for benefits there. Yes, it can help in that department as well. I honestly could not imagine my life without Juve. You will just feel so good using these devices. People also post all the time in our Facebook group of their pets gravitating towards the Juve because intuitively they just know that it's good for them. The reason Juve can address so many things related to health is because it actually affects our cells on the mitochondrial level. Basically, it makes those cells perform better. And when those cells are performing better, everything just works better. That's why, yes, Juve can help with your energy as well. I've been recommending Juve specifically for years because the quality of their devices are the best. Their modular design allows for a variety of setup options to give you flexibility. The treatments are so easy. You can do them in as little as 10 minutes, or you can be using it all throughout the day like I do. All you have to do is relax and let your body take in the light. They also have their Juve Go, which you can travel with. Yes, that is how I really do use this every single day. That Go is also great for targeting specific areas of your body, like hurting joints or sore muscles. Honestly, friends, health doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated 
complicated. If you're looking to enhance your health and wellness this new year, start with what matters, which is your cells. And Juve has an amazing offer just for our audience. You can go to juve.com slash IF podcast and use the coupon code IF podcast to get a discount on your qualifying order. Again, that's J O O V V dot com forward slash IF podcast to get an exclusive discount on your order. Pick up Juve today. Some exclusions apply. I really hope you guys can experience Juve. It really is one of my favorite things. And we'll put all this information in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. Awesome. Definitely report back, Tracy, if you find something that works for you, implementing all of this. So awesome. Shall we answer one more question? Absolutely. So this comes from Anna. The subject is fasting, electrolytes, and hot, humid weather. And Anna says, hi, ladies. I love the podcast. Definitely wouldn't have got through the first few months of one meal a day, 23-1 to 24, without it, as it took me two months to become fat adapted. So I've been doing one meal a day for two to three months. And now that I'm fat adapted, it's become so easy and the scale hasn't moved much. So I thought I'd try a 48-hour fast. I have the weight to lose, 25 plus kilograms. I work outdoors in the hot, humid tropics, very sweaty. I drink around 7 to 10 liters of water a day, around 2 gallons. I also clean fast. 48-hour fast was going so well. I was feeling completely fine and happy at work until around hour 43. I suddenly got blurry spots in my vision, felt extremely lightheaded, and really couldn't focus like I could hardly see or think. I'm wondering if this is just because I didn't supplement with electrolytes. I honestly thought a two-day fast should be fine, and it felt so good until the eye floaters popped up. I felt normal the next day again after eating and sleeping. I am a healthy, besides being overweight, haha, young woman. I just wanted to write in because I think a lot of the info you guys give out is more suitable for indoor workers and more temperate climates than where I live. Thank you both so much for all your hard work on this podcast. Well, thank you, Anna, for your question. I would say, first and foremost, there's a couple things that come to mind. I think if you're working in an outdoor environment where it's very hot and humid, you're doing a lot of sweating and you're not using electrolytes, you're kind of setting yourself up to become dehydrated very easily. I love that you clean fast. I think that's very important, but electrolytes and fasting go together. Like there, there's not, it's not an, an either or. In fact, I teach women all the time that you salt your food, you use electrolytes and no, it's not a couple sprinkles of salt in your water. You need a comprehensive product. And so understanding the role of magnesium and potassium and chloride and sodium is very, very important. You, we know that when you're in a fasted state, you're also going to upregulate excretion of sodium in your urine. So even though you're consuming two gallons of water a day, you're not going to hold on to it. So you will get dehydrated. And you mentioned what sounds to me, you became symptomatic during a longer fast, which I also wouldn't recommend if you're in an outside environment and you're going a long period of time. So a couple things for anyone who's fasting, especially if you're in a hot, humid environment, you're outside, water with electrolytes together throughout the day. There are plenty of clean products on the market. I think about unflavored element. I think about Redmond's. I also have a product called Simply Hydration that's also safe to take. It will not break a clean fast. And then if you're comfortable consuming uh, a Stevia sweetened product, Element also makes a, 
a wonderful product with lots of flavors. My favorite is orange, obsessed with it. Uh, In my house, grapefruit is also a very popular option as well. But I, I think if you're setting yourself up for longer fasts and you're not using electrolytes, that's a great concern. The other thing is you're mentioning that you're in a position where you still want to lose more weight. And I I think that you probably need to have some varying amounts of time in which you're eating. So you have a very compressed feeding window. You're not going to be able to get enough protein in, in a very compressed feeding window. So I would recommend at least two meals in a feeding window. If you really like OMAD and that's your preference, then I would ensure that you are not over fasting because your body may be holding on to everything in an effort to, because it perceives that you're not bringing on enough food in an unfed state. So just some things to consider, but I would say electrolytes are going to be your friend. You want to embrace them, find a product you like. And then, you know, the other thing is, I know Mel and I have both done several podcasts with Rob Wolf. We'll be happy to link up our podcast with him, but he provides some really compelling research and information that makes electrolyte utilization really important with fasting. And then lastly, I don't know how old you are, but you want to make sure that you're not over fasting in a time frame around when you'll get your menstrual cycle, because that can also make it quite challenging to fast effectively. That was so comprehensive and so helpful. Thank you. Appropriately enough, Element is a sponsor on today's episode. So you can actually go and listen to wherever we run that ad in this show. I think our offer... So if you go to drinklmnt.com slash ifpodcast, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash ifpodcast. I believe the offer right now is eight single serving packets for free with any order. So like Cynthia mentioned, the unflavored one is just epic and wonderful to be clean, fast, friendly. And then depending on the context, they do have a lot of really amazing flavors and word on the street. Have you made, oh wait, you don't, you don't really drink. I know a lot of people make like a margarita with the the citrus salt one. So yeah. So I think everything that Cynthia said, I echo, those are really great suggestions. And I did want to clarify, cause she was saying that the info that we give may be more suitable for indoor workers in more temperate climates. So in general, like the longer fasts, I think for anybody, they shouldn't just be done casually. <laughs> so I think indoor or outdoor, there should definitely be attention paid to doing it correctly and paying attention to electrolytes. And definitely, thank you, Anna, for drawing attention to that. Definitely, if you are in a situation like her where you're in the elements and it's hot and you know dehydration possibly being a factor, needing more water, that definitely people should not take that lightly. So I know we we actually have had questions in the past about that and it definitely can make a big difference and not even just with longer fasts, but with shorter fasts as well. So yeah, I'd be curious, Anna, if you try it again with the electrolytes, let us know how it goes. Yeah, I think it goes without saying. I, I see a lot of people, men and women that fast and then wonder why they're dizzy or you know, they've got cramping or they're, you know, new to fasting entirely and they get quote unquote keto flu and just explaining the physiology of the body and how when we are, you know, eating a lower carbohydrate diet and we get these renal losses of sodium, how that can mitigate and precipitate some of the side effects people will experience. And so I'm not a believer in white knuckling it through fasting and certainly electrolytes to me go together so beautifully with fasting and you just have to find a product that you like you know, for me, it's, it's 
orange salt all the way during my feeding window. And then my other product that I have that is not too salty. That's one of the things sometimes people will say, you know, the unflavored varieties are too salty. I totally get it. You just need to dilute it with more water and it'll be totally fine. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because yes, some people love it as is, but you really can dilute it and make it last longer. And then some people, like I've given one of my friends a lot of boxes of Element and she loves it and she just drinks them like candy. So some people just um, like it as is. So, okay. Awesome. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. So a few things for listeners before we go, if you would like to submit your own questions for the show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. You can follow us on Instagram. We are ifpodcast. I am Melanie Avalon. Cynthia is Cynthia underscore Thurlow underscore. And the show notes for today's episode that will have a full transcript as well as links to everything that we talked about will be at iapodcast.com slash episode 287. All right. Well, this was fun, Cynthia. It's been, I feel like we haven't talked a lot recently because it's been so crazy. So it's been really nice to record today. Absolutely. And it just means for listeners, we're going to dive right in on our next recording. So we'll get more questions fit into our discussion. Yep. So, all right. Well, I will talk to you very soon, but for listeners, we will see you guys all next week. Sounds good. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, everything we discussed on this show does not constitute medical advice and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. We couldn't do this without our amazing team. Administration by Sharon Merriman. Editing by Podcast Doctors. Show notes and artwork by Brianna Joyner. Transcripts by Speech Docs. And original theme composed by Leland Cox and recomposed by Steve Saunders. See you next week.